Hello everyone, today in 1G Connection, we have Lucas. Lucas, welcome to 1G Connection. Hi, bonjour. Oh, <laughs> and for those, as you can see, we have a French person with us today. So, a brief about Lucas. He graduated in communication and marketing with a master's degree in sports marketing in Madrid, one of the best universities of the world in sports marketing. Today, he is a brand manager, community manager for one of the biggest channels, broadcast channels of France for sports. And I'm very happy to have him with us because he's one of the best professionals in his area in France, which is a reference for sports. So I'm very happy to I'm very happy to have you here today, Lucas. Thank you for uh, coming. And I'm curious to know, Lucas, what drink you brought to the show today? Please give us a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit about you and what was the drink that you brought today. Well, I'm very happy to to share this uh, this discussion with you. I brought. Uh, I didn't know if I have to, the right to, but a, a Corona. It's very trending. But uh, I thought we were doing this uh, interview in French. Now that I know that I have to do it in English, I'm gonna no, be shy. Uh, no, I mean my French. It's I cannot even say it's rusty. French is still. Uh, beyond my capabilities of learning. English was already very hard to me, but wait a little bit. Maybe with this channel, talking with people from all over the world, in a few years, I can learn French. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that, and it's recorded, so I will have a proof. <laughs> Good. And well, on my side, you brought Corona. I bought a cheap Brazilian beer. It calls the right. Massa. Yeah, it's a cheap one. I mean, I'm not... and I, But I'm drinking my last year yeah we need to i mean talking with you and of course i would have to bring a beer and lucas to start our conversation then uh tell us a little bit about you how what you studied where you live uh what you work with uh, give us a brief about you all right um i currently live in paris for almost six years now um I work for the, like you said, a global media company, uh, Canal Plus, uh, in the sports department and the digital department. And I actually have been working there for six years now. I came from Madrid where I met you. I was studying um, a master in sports marketing at the Real Madrid, uh, Real Madrid University. And uh, straight from there, I had an internship in Canal Plus in Paris. And then I never left the company. Uh, and before that, uh, I was originally from Toulouse in the south of France, where is uh, where it's sunny, like in Brazil almost. And I was studying um, European communications, so it was uh, it was basically uh, European, um, I mean, communication courses in uh, French, English, and Spanish. And uh, and now it's been six years in Canal Plus, six years in Paris. And I don't know what the future holds for me, but um, that's it for my presentation. Yeah, good, man. I, I'm sure that you still grow a lot like you've always been doing. And Lucas, I'm very curious to know, how is to work as a community manager for such a big media company? 
Well, sometimes, I mean, it can be complicated because you have a lot of um, visibility. You know, I, I, like you said, it's a huge company. It's not like a startup or something. So everything, I have to know that everything that I do, everything that I post on, online will be viewed will be viewed by a lot, a lot of million of people if it's, uh, if it's huge. And so I don't really have a lot, uh, I don't have the right to, miss, to, have, to make mistakes. Uh, I have to be very careful to what I say, to what I post, to what I write. Or, uh, so that's a huge pressure. But also the thing is, like you say, it's a huge company uh, with, um, which is maybe the most important in sports in France as a media. And uh, so it gave access to me, accesses to things I could never imagine bef uh, before, like uh, uh, games, players, uh, athletes, uh, great interviews, um, to, work, uh, to, to work with a, a lot of very uh, great professionals or famous people, things like that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't do that because I work with famous people, but it's part of the good parts of the job. Nice. Uh, so it can be a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of uh, very good, uh, good insights and, and like we say in French, à côté, like uh, things you, it, it makes you love your job. Nice, very interesting. And I have two questions for you based on what you said. And the first question is, you mentioned you have the chance to meet uh, famous and very interesting people and participate in interesting events. Can you tell us a little bit about what are these events that you were most proud of to cover or people that you were uh, proud to meet and you were very happy to meet some of these people and some of these events that make you very happy? Yeah, of course. Um, usually it's uh, events in France, of course. Um, and it's always about um, events that we, uh, we broadcast as a media. So, for example, we broadcast all the French soccer league or football league, uh, the League One. We broadcast all the Formula One and the MotoGP. So, so I'm used to go every year to the Formula One Grand Prix de France or MotoGP, French, the French GP to... Uh, huge games like uh, Paris Marseille, or, and and also uh, we have uh, studios where we have uh, TV shows, and um, that's where we have a lot of uh, players that are guests or famous journalists or and actually very good journalists, and that's uh, it's it's something that I was used to see as a kid at on TV, and if you have asked me like ten years ago. Uh, well, if I, if I could work there, I would have said, well, nobody can work there. It's too huge. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a dream. And now I'm actually working with some of the people I was uh, watching on TV when I was a kid. So it's uh, kind of a dream came true, even if uh, it's not uh, always yeah. uh, idealistic. Is there, any, is there any particular athlete and player that you were very happy to meet during your career? Um, I mean, as I have to, even if it's sometimes it's uh, difficult, 
I have to see uh, all the players or athletes as a, as a professional. So I can be like a, like a kid who wants autograph. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, true. sometimes it's hard. It's hard because uh, I'm I'm passionate about my job and about sports. So sometimes it's hard. So I I, I try. I I stay professional every time. But if I have to say like uh, one famous guy who really. Um, who I was really impressed to, to, to meet, it was Gianluigi Buffon, the goalkeeper, who was uh, actually such a simple guy, so nice. He, he came to a TV show we, we, we were having in, in Paris while he was the goalkeeper of the Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, he was just so nice, so simple. He even made his coffee by himself. Uh, it was he stayed, he stayed like for two hours to take pictures with people. It was very late. He, I was really he was really kind, so I was really impressed by this guy. But you know, it's uh, sometimes I forgot to. Yeah, I see so many that I, I forgot. Good. And your my only question to you is: You said that you have a tremendous responsibility taking care of the social media accounts and the community of such a big company is a big responsibility. What is necessary to be qualified for this position? Well, first, um, I think that you have to be very cautious and, and serious in, the, in your way of working. I mean, first, you have to be very discreet because we have a lot of information that uh, we have to keep to ourselves. Uh, and you have to um, and you have to be very cautious because you can just post anything, you can just make jokes or things like you. Everything you have to think about what what you will post, even if you have the feeling that it's nothing. You always have to keep in mind that a lot of people will see it, and that there are, there are a lot of stakeholders. Like I mean, uh, when I, for example, when I post something online, I have to think that uh, the other medias will see it, the players will see it, the teams will see it, the national teams will see it, the, the, the public, the, the subscribers, everybody. So uh, it's always kind of some, something you have to keep in mind. And then uh, I will say that you have to be, to, very, to know your, to know sports, of course, but also media and the way it works. The, the, subscribe, the subscribers, the, the, the broadcast system, everything. And, um, and it can seem a little silly, but also have a very, uh, to be very good and fluent at French, of course, written and already speaking, because uh, for our, our work, it's the, the very basics. Yes, I imagine. And to avoid any big trouble, there is any kind of post that you need validation to avoid trouble or you, you, are, you are, I mean, you have authority to publish anything you believe is fine? Like most of the time, yeah, I have the authority to, to post anything I want. Um, like my, my company uh, knows and knows that I, have, I know what I'm doing, especially six years after, but there are a few topics. Uh, I know that I have yes to to ask for a confirmation before to the big bosses or to other stakeholders or to wait for a special deadline uh, to use uh, to not to use or to use uh, some words uh, 
sometimes it can be uh, tricky. It can be uh, it can be uh, hard to 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 know. But I would say that ninety percent of the time, maybe more, I just do what I I judge fair to do. Okay. Okay. And sports is uh, I mean is a uh, sports is all about connecting people from different parts of the world, right? Sports connects a lot. But um, you work for a French company. Do you, even working for a French company, do you still, you still have uh, contact working with people from other countries or mostly of your co-workers are French people like you? Uh, all my co-workers are French people like me. Uh, even if we broadcast in a lot of uh, in in around all around the world, like in Africa, in Poland, or some other countries like that, but yeah, my coworkers are are French. Uh, some of my coworkers work with uh, foreigners, like uh, in the, uh, the the juridistic uh, department or the acquisitions. They do work with foreigners, but for my part, I only communicate to the French public. And the yeah. French, audience. so I only work in French with French. Okay, and as I was saying, a lot of athletes go to France because France is a big center of sports in the world, right? And some athletes they don't speak French. Is it need for you to speak other language or no or no? Uh, I mean. If, uh, is the is the question about me or about the players? Do you think they should speak French? No, or I do mean you, think you. I mean you. Not. I mean the players. They speak. Uh, for instance, Neymar went to France to uh, play for Paris Saint Germain, and he doesn't speak French. So no. because of that, you are. Uh, is it necessary for you to learn other languages? So depending on the, if you have contact with some athlete, you can you need to communicate with those people, or this is not something that is. Uh, Necessary. I mean, it's not mandatory, but it's recommended and it's always better because for the if you have an interview or if you have to have just a simple contact, even if it's just for a photo, I mean, it's always better if you speak the same language or, or so it's better, but it's not mandatory. And we do have translators. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Lucas. Um, interesting uh, to know about this job, as I said, it's a big responsibility. And I, I'm curious to know what you have to do to, to get a job like that. You studied in Madrid, one of the big universities about the subject. How was your trajectory to get a, a so important and relevant job like this one? Tell us a little bit about your experience in university. What was the accomplishments you had to do to, to be one guy that could um, apply for a position like that and be selected? I mean, the, the, the hardest part, I think, is first of all to, to, to be in the, the, the company, to get to the company, to put a step, a first step in the company. So for, for me, it was an internship. And then if you manage to have your internship, you just have to work your ass off and to be at your best for six months and to, to make yourself kind of indispensable and, and, and then create your own opportunity. Uh, that's what I try to do. 
fortunately for me, it worked. I've seen other people for whom it, it didn't work, but they were great professionals too. And then once you're there, uh, I, I will say that, that the key is to always follow the, 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 the trends, to really um, be uh, always aware of what is happening in your sector, in digital, in sports, in media, to always be a step uh, uh, ahead and um, and to get a lot of contacts. I mean, it's really I think some something that is really important to have the to connect, like you say, with people uh, outside your com the company, but also inside of your company. Because uh, I mean, I work in digital, but for me, the most important part is always the the relational part, the the connecting and meeting people. That's what I love the most, even if I'm working in digital. For me, it's really, really important. Yes. Interesting. And I have two questions based on what you said. First, you said about you always need to keep updated on the trends, on where the world is going, how digital is changing, what are the things that are happening in the sport world. How do you keep updated about all of these trends that are happening in sports and in digital? I mean, it's it's um, it's kind of complicated because now nowadays you have so many sources of content and information that sometimes it makes it harder to find the information you want. Uh, but I I. I think I just think it's a, a matter of organization and to, uh, habits. I, once you found the, the, the information sources you want, you just get organized to watch them uh, every day. Like for example, for me, it's really simple. Every every day, like uh, every morning, I I just read uh, L'Equipe, like the most famous newspaper in France. I have uh, some newsletters from uh, digital marketing uh, uh, pure players and and papers, which I read every day. Uh, I really take care of, I mean, I take the time to uh, read my timelines on my professional timelines on Twitter and LinkedIn to really get the last updates. Like, I mean, I, that's how I saw last week that uh, Twitter was um, reopening their authentic the verification process for the for the, the people who want to, to get uh, verified on, on Twitter. And that's how I could uh, transfer the information to the journalists in my company so that they could get verified on Twitter. That's very simple, but actually they wouldn't even know because they don't read this kind of content by themselves. So that's also my job to be aware of things like that that can help them so I can transfer the information. And that's also how you make yourself kind of important in a company, I think that's just an example. And that's not like my work for has to say, but I think it's very important uh, part of your job because even when you're speaking with uh, other people from other companies, it's really important to know what you're speaking about. And if you want to sell something, if you want to interview someone, you just have to know about what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think you touched a very good point, Lucas. A uh, quick comment about what you said. When people uh, see 
uh, a guy like you already in this important position, they sometimes people believe that, okay, you got there, you don't need to learn anything else by now. And it's totally the opposite. Like you are saying, you need to read important newspaper every single day. You need to follow this pro digital marketers newsletter every single day. And so maybe now you have to feel even more than before because that's how you keep valuable for the company and you differentiate yourself for other uh, people in the market, right? Because uh, my other question to you was the uh, French people, you guys have a great educational system, at least much better than Latin America and most parts of the world. Uh, and most of, a lot of people have the chance to go to university, study in good, in good places. So how a guy like you differentiate yourself from other French people? What, what, what do you did in your career to, be, to create your differentiator? Well, well, like you say, actually, we have a very good educational system. I agree with you. But uh, the thing is, uh, the only thing that differentiated me from the other French guys in my, in my sector is actually that I went away uh, in Spain to do some of my studies. So that's something that is very uh, not that usual because usually, you know, we have the Erasmus program in Europe. That, that allows uh, you to, um, to study for six months, I think, in, uh, in any other country in Europe. Uh, but usually students, it's always a great experience, but usually you're doing that to have parties. Mm -hmm. And actually, I didn't do it. I, I never seized the opportunity to do it, but I went away by myself to, to do a master, like you know, for a year in Madrid. And uh, even if we had all the, the, the good um, the good sides of Madrid, I also was uh, like working like I was uh, I had the, the, the impression that I was just a regular Spanish student in Spain and uh, doing my job with also the good sides of course, but um, but it's the it's, it's this uh, international experience that also differentiated me from other people. And I know that when I applied in Canal Plus for my internship, of course, for them to see that I was uh, in sports marketing away uh, made a, a little difference. Awesome. That's awesome to know. And how is to, I mean, the, uh, you said that you studied in the Real Madrid University. How is to study there? How was to apply and study there? Tell us a little bit about how was your experience in this university? Yeah, well, and yeah, well, first I would say that I think it's really important for any student in a lot of sectors and areas like marketing, digital marketing, to try to study or to just to go away in Europe, in Latin America, anywhere, just to, just to get to know another language, another culture, another way of working, uh, because I think that it's the most uh, interesting and useful thing I did uh, in my life professionally. I wouldn't be there if I didn't go to Spain six years ago. And then to answer your, your question, it's actually pretty simple to apply to, to the Real Madrid University. Anyone, anybody can do it. Um, but of course, there are only a few places. 
uh, I don't know for now how many masters they have, but uh, it's only masters about sports, of course. So sports marketing, um, sports nutrition, sports communication, anything that is related to, to sports, really. Uh, and then uh, it's only class, classes with uh, foreigners. So in my class, for example, we were 30 people and only two French, then uh, two Spanish, two uh, Canadians, uh, Brazilians, like any nationality you can name, they're on the, at the university. Like maybe more than 60 or 70 nationalities were, were in the university. And then to make a difference, to, 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 to make the cut and to be part of the, the, the university, I know that for my part, it was my, um, my great motivation when I, when I applied because I sent a letter, I called, uh, I, I even sent my uh, Madridista card because I was fond of uh, Real Madrid. Um, and, and then it's all about the, the, the feeling and the contact. Of course, you have to have a, a, a good uh, resume and to study the, 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 the right thing before. But um, I, I think that what made the, the, the difference was the, 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 the conversation I had with the master director at the time. The, the feeling went very well. Uh, and I think that uh, it's a very good thing to work and to study in a very multicultural and international um, class or company. And uh, I learned so much about so many nationalities. And, uh, and that's how I improved a lot in languages as well, even if I'm kind of rusty now and that I will still have my French accent which sometimes is <laughs> sometimes bad. Nah, but good. Uh, the French accent is cool. Yeah, only for foreigners. But every French people will say that it's the worst. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's kind of the, the, the best experience in my life, to be honest, to, to, to study in Madrid. Yeah, that's, I mean, for me, I would say the same. I, I met great people that I would carry for my life. You are one of these persons. We were roommates and I had the chance to meet you. And that's, I mean, it's awesome how you are able to create connections for your whole life. We were like six years ago that we met there, that we stayed together and we still have contact. And you still, uh, today you are joining me in Moji Connection. That's the power of uh, connections working abroad. And we have visions from people totally different from us and we can learn so much with that and this is one of the reasons why uh, we created 1G Connection as well. Lucas, man, I have some phrases here that I really would like to have uh, your opinion, uh, what are your thoughts on these phrases, okay? Mm -hmm. So first phrase that I have here for you is, how do you see the role of sports to connect people around the world? Wow, that's a, that's a big question. That's almost a, a philosophic, philosophic question. I think sports is, is all about emotions and irrationality. So that's what makes it like the best way to connect people through emotions, but also the worst. Because uh, when it's all about emotions, you don't think. So sometimes everything can go crazy uh, in the <laughs> in the bad way, you know. For example, when the the French 
team won the World Cup uh, two years ago. It was uh, maybe one of the best experience uh, in the life of so many French people uh, in France and all around the world. I, I've seen the emotions like I've never saw before. It was just crazy, but in the very good way. And sometimes in, it can be uh, the, uh, the, the other way too, especially in sports. Uh, you can see that everything is going so fast um, in a way or in another. It, and, uh, and especially now that everything is so mediatized and that you have a lot, a lot of money involved. So you don't only have emotions, you have the money, you have the media. So it's a, it's a, lot, it's a lot to handle for the players, for the athletes, but also for the fans, because uh, now uh, even a, a football game can be uh, an, like for, it's always I've been like that, but sometimes a football game is more important that uh, a, a president election or things like that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But it's true, especially true. you know what I'm talking about because you're Brazilian and yes, I know pretty well. No, nobody can speak better about football than Brazilians, I think. So yeah, yeah. And you touched. Uh, I totally agree with you. I mean, sports very often is not how people react to sports. It's not rational. It's very emotional. And if you want to connect with someone. You won't connect with someone if you don't have an emotional connection. I believe, and he, that's a good point you brought, because emotions connect people. And if you think rationally, you always be afraid, maybe of connecting with someone that you don't know, that is very different from you. But in sports, because of this rationality, this uh, immersion that you need, it, it opens a space for people to connect, eh? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you're doing in life. You like, you all like the same thing. So, yeah, just true. The other question now. The other not a question, not a question, but the other uh, phrase here: Neymar in Paris Saint Germain. I mean, I'm Brazilian, and of course, I don't have to bring this question to you. How is he doing, man? He's being valuable to Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, that's a question I have for you, a French guy covering sport, uh, football, in football, soccer, in Europe, and personal. Can I ask a question first? What, what is your point of view? What do you think about Neymar in France and in Paris? How do Brazilians see yeah, him? Yeah, I mean, the way I see, okay, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you brought the question back to me. Let me give my opinion first. And I, I believe that Neymar is a player that creates a lot of polemics around him. And because of that, he attracts a lot of media. And that's how and media is one way, I believe, uh, clubs and teams, they make money. People talking about the team, about everything that they are talking. So sometimes the polemics he creates are bad. Sometimes the polemics he creates are good. We know that very often are bad. Brazilians keep, he polarize a lot of Brazilians, to be honest with you. A lot of Brazilians don't like him because they say they are, he's not responsible. And others, they, uh, so there are the people in Brazil say he's not responsible. He doesn't, uh, he, he, played, uh, he played and act like a child. And there are other Brazilians that thinks he's just a player. You, you don't, can't expect him to be 
to do opinion about uh, topic politics or I don't know topics that is is not in his field. And he's a young guy, uh, rich, joining his life. On my on my view, my personal opinion, I I like to stay a little bit in the center because people like to demand too much of him, and he's a young guy. But he's just I know a, he's just a human. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a human that makes mistakes. So I don't like to condemn him that much. I know that sometimes he makes mistakes. But I mean, man, I mean, sometimes I yeah. think that Brazilian put too much heroism in athletes, in players. And I think that's wrong in us, you know? We should not take a player like our hero. I mean, he's a player, calm down. He's not the guy that will save Brazil from our problems. So that's my opinion. Ah. If I think that if I was Brazilian, I would share this opinion, the, the same opinion. But I'm now that we, we have your personal opinion, I'm going to give my professional one because I don't think you care about my personal one on this one. But as a sure. professional, I think that uh, Neymar in Paris Saint-Germain is probably the best thing that ever happened to the French League. Oh. Because uh, not only he brought his amazing skills and level in football and the, the, the trophies and everything that he, he did and he, he will do. But he also brought the international daylight on Ligue 1 in, in the La Ligue 1 because uh, as we all know, uh, the, the Ligue 1 is not, was not um, very attractive to internationally speaking before. But now Thanks to Paris and to the arrival of Neymar, uh, I think he he brought so much to to this uh, to this club and to this uh, to this championship. I mean, everybody now always speak about this league. Everybody is watching the PSG. PSG has reached a, a, a level that they never were so strong before. So I think he only brought good things. But on the other hand, as you said, uh, he makes mistakes and sometimes brought bad polemics uh, with him. But just in a professional um, way of, of speaking, it, it, it's only good things because it's just like in Brazil, in France, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people love him, but a lot, a lot of people don't like him as well. Uh, and not only because uh, they don't like PSG, but uh, but still, people speak about it. People watch what he he does. So so ironically, no matter what he does, it brings light to yeah. the league. And he brought uh, because it's all about the money too. He brought new contracts. He brought he brought a lot of money. So it's only good things i mean the the, the most uh, the, the the happiest man on on earth when he signed in psg was not the french uh, the the psg president it was the the ligue 1 president because he knew that he could sell his uh, tv rights and tv products and marketing rights way um, like with it, it it's incredible the prices now of the the, the ligue 1 it's just incredible. It's awesome. it was so much, and it's almost just thanks to Neymar. Yeah, awesome. So 
Cheers to Neymar. Neymar, I hope you win the World Cup for us. The next one. No, I don't care for that. I don't care. <laughs> Neymar, if you are watching this video, put your comment here. I know that maybe one day this reach out to you once you'll be extremely big and you watch this video. Oh, I thought you were interviewing him after me. Yeah, I mean, actually, no, no, I, I'm waiting one month. His schedule was oh. a little bit busy, but in a okay. month he'll be with me. Yeah, talking about his experience uh, working abroad as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Well, I'm jumping. I want to jump now, uh, Lucas. So, I mean, man, you live in the city of love. You live in Paris, Paris. Paris? How do I say Paris in French? Paris? Paris. Paris. Okay, well, you see, the, the French, French language is beautiful. Paris. I mean, awesome. Man, how is how is life doing in Paris? Well, actually, it was uh, like everywhere in the world, not so great. But uh, for like a couple of weeks, it's way better now. The, the, the sanitary situation is getting way better in france and in paris and now we we finally can get out again and the the bars and the restaurants outside uh, just reopened so now we can go to a bar and a restaurant so it kind it's kind of crazy because um, i almost have the feeling that it's the first time in my life that i'm going to a bar you know <laughs> i kind of forgot and two days ago i was actually in the stade de france to watch uh, the game of french uh, bulgaria and it was the first time since uh, the COVID that uh, we had the spectators on the stadium. We, we were only like 5,000, but it was incredible. And, and like we said before, it's all about connection and emotions in sports. And everybody was just so happy. You know, it's, um, it's an incredible feeling, if, even if it's, it was just a friendly game against Bulgaria. But still, yeah. it, you, you just... It just makes your day better. Awesome. Yeah, Brazil is still slow a bit compared to France in vaccination and going back to the old days. I hope we get to this very soon. How is the life of like a young guy like you uh, in Paris? What are the things that French people like to do to have fun? Go to nightclubs, go to bars, uh, sport bars. What do people like you do in their lives to have fun? Well, in Paris, you do have the afterworks. So every day after a long or not so long day of work, you're going to, to, to a bar, of course. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that as a daily routine, you, you go to the gym. Uh, when you can, you go to the, to, to the restaurant. And we have the chance in Paris to have... Uh, one of the most, of course, beautiful city, but also like most interesting city in terms of uh, culture. So we we have great museums and we always have something new to do. I've been there for six years and uh, I still have so many things and so much to know about my own uh, city. I have the feeling sometimes that I didn't do anything here and I'm out every day. Well, I was out... Uh, Every day, so that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I've been in Paris and I was amazed on how many beautiful places you have, and there's so much history in the city. The only problem that I though is that I just stayed for three days, so I couldn't 
I mean, actually, I stayed for three or four days, so it was not enough. I mean, I imagine, I mean, it's so much to do in Paris. I think you need to live there for some years. I think too. you need to come back, man. Yeah, man, I'll be there soon. I'm, I'll be there right. soon. I'm <laughs> waiting for my drink. Good. 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 Lucas, we are getting to the end here, man. And I have some preset questions that I ask everyone, and I'm very uh, curious to know what are your answers. Are you ready? Right. Yes, shoot me. So, what's your favorite local dish or French dish or I don't know your uh, dish from France or your city France? But nobody will know about it. <laughs> yeah, but they, they research on Google then. <laughs> All right. Then it's uh, aligo saucis. It comes from the region I was uh, originally from. It's a kind of uh, mashed potatoes with uh, cheese inside and a sausage. Okay, interesting. I'll start from Google later. And when I go to France, I, I will try. I'll try. Yeah, you will put a big picture full screen of an aligo saucis on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put in the in the videos when people are watching. It. <laughs> and what's your favorite foreign dish? Oh my! Do I have to say a Brazilian dish? <laughs> well, if you if you believe it's the favorite one, <laughs> but that doesn't need to be. It can be any international dish that is our favorite. It will be more like a Brazilian beverage than dish. But uh, as a dish, I will go for the Italians. Italians. I think Italians are the best in. Yeah, I remember you used to do a lot of pasta pasta when we lived together. Yeah, but Actually, that's. You... That was only because we were studying. <laughs> you taught me how to do pasta, actually. <laughs> and we, you did every, uh, the same pasta every day, I remember. <laughs> and it's still the same. It's still the same. <laughs> okay. So when you, were, uh, when you left the university for the first time, what was your ideal salary? Uh, wage that you were looking when you le just left school, not when you were at the top of your career, right after leaving school, what was your salary that would okay, okay, if I get a job with this uh, money here, I'll be kind of happy? Well, first, it, it kind of depends, you know, because uh, in Paris, life is way more expensive than in the rest of France. So the salaries are different too. But uh, if we were to speak about Paris, I mean, I don't know, the average would be 35K a year, I think. And I didn't reach the 35K, I think, for my first year. But in the other hand, I was so happy to work in a company of my dream and with uh, so many interesting things to do and to see that, to be honest, at first, I was just so happy with the opportunity and uh, about the future that I didn't do it for the money first. Yeah, me too. I mean, as a Brazilian, when I left college, I think my, my ideal salary was, I mean, in reais, in dollars would be $12,000. Uh, I mean, it's very cheap. It's very low compared to European standards. I don't know, I, I need to do right now, but I was able to get, I don't know, 50 or 60% of what I was 
dreaming with, but I mean, at the end, what was the most important was the learning, and afterwards, I were able to grow and get what was our yeah. ideal salary. I think at the beginning, that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. If you could go work for one year in another uh, country, where would you go? One year only. Only one year? Yeah. Um, I would say Canada. Canada. Okay, cool. And what if you had to stay forever? Um, well, well, well. So also for, for my retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it counts for your retirement. Yeah, so I would say the south where the sun is. I would say Spain. Spain? Okay, cool. Spain is a great place. What is the country that you are most curious to meet that you haven't met yet? The most what? Sorry, culture? The, mo uh, the culture that you have the biggest curiosity to visit. Country? Well, I've never been to Brazil, just to say. <laughs> well, David, I already invited you. I'm just waiting. You have to come. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I would say not only Brazil, but all the Latin America. I've never been, and I think there are so many great countries to to, to visit and to discover, because okay. there are, it's of course very big, but there are a lot of countries, and they are also different. Because if you come to Europe, you, you of course you will notice a difference between France, Spain, and and Portugal, Italy. But I think it's uh, it's. So much, so so much more different in 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 your country, in your country, in your area, in your region. Everybody is so different. It's uh, for us, we are just all Europeans, you know. Yeah, yeah. In Latin America, I would say that we, even in Brazil, that we are so big country, we we are very different from all people from different states. It's a very rich and different and varied uh, culture. It's, that's a good part of Latin America. I agree with you. And the other question, what can you recommend us a book or a documentary or a newsletter, any source of good thing that you are studying or reading? Oh my God. Mm, what can I say? Actually, right now, no. I'm sorry, man. I don't have something just right now because it will only be in French. That's the thing. Yeah, can be in French. No worries. Just for you know how French I am. You know how French I am. <laughs> I know. You are the character of the French guy. But can be in French. Uh, any magazine or any source of good information, even in French. Well, in France, I would say that the best is L'Equipe. The best is L'Equipe. Okay. And if, it, if it's all about a book, I will say you won't be surprised, but the memories of Charles de Gaulle, who is a, a great role model for me in terms of um, way of working and morality. So it's, you, can't, you can't be more French than that. <laughs> Good, yeah, that's true. Okay, and the last question here. Uh, a company, a French company that is that you admire, that is a reference, and you admire. Well, Canal Plus, of course. No. Okay, that's cool. That's, no, no. that's fire. No, no. Canal Plus, yes, but uh, it has to be in sports. Any company. Well, in sports, I would say the the French Federation, but. Um, it's it's actually a very. Uh, a really hard question. I would say 
maybe before Danone, uh, because I was uh, really respected. Uh, yes, I was. Uh, I don't know if it's actually very French. Uh, if the headquarters are in France, but the the the, Fr the French director of Danone was Emmanuel Faber, who was uh, really known internationally, and he. I think he was a great leader, a great manager, and um, very inspirational uh, guy. And uh, I'm kind of sad that for for like a couple of months now he he's not in, he's not in charge anymore. But uh, I can only recommend to everybody that watch uh, this video or later to to watch on YouTube his uh, a ceremonial speech for graduating people. Uh, it was a great great speech that is very inspirational, especially for for everybody in life, but also in marketing. Awesome, awesome. Lucas, those were all the questions. I was, man, was very happy with the conversation with you. I had a chance to learn so much. I'm pretty sure the, everyone that is watching or listening to us always agree with me. Uh, your experience is amazing. You are doing great things. I wish you a lot of success. You continue to grow your career. And I believe you still concur a lot of things. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. All the best. All the best. A bientôt. Thank you.